Mr. Daryl Foster, would you pray for us? Amen. You know, I just like a good prayer that ain't got no fluff in it. Thank you, brother. That was good. Tell it's heartfelt. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. That was a good one. Real good. A lot of application you can make to that too. I thought you were going a different way. The way you went was awesome. You can make other application too though. You know, I guess I think about it because we've been talking about Andrew and the, the, the apostles and how when they met Jesus, they went and got somebody else. That's, that's what I was thinking when you were thinking about making acorns. You know, you get to know Jesus, you get saved, you need to go start bringing people in. Uh, they still need water. They still need the water of the word. That was real good. Really good. And uh, out in Taylorsville, I heard a, heard a guy say you were talking about growing. Um, and he was talking about hunting. And he said, uh, you know, some of these, a lot of, most all these places you go, these mountainous regions, he said, you get up on the mountaintop, there ain't a thing in the world that grows up there. <laughs> it all grows down in the valley. That's where all the growing occurs. And it's the same thing for us. So thank you for that. That was good. Somebody say amen. That was good. <laughs> all right, Matthew chapter 10. Still looking at the apostles. We ain't got through the first one yet, but that's okay. Matthew chapter 10. Let's read a little something different. We'll start reading in verse 2. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter. And Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. So I want to read that a little bit different because I want to talk about Peter. But if you notice, we, tell, we said every time they list these, these men and Judas is mentioned, that tag of being a traitor or betraying is always there with him. Um, but Peter's the one we're looking at. Who remembers what we talked about last time? <laughs> We've been talking about the ups and downs of Peter for several weeks now, haven't we? We talked about, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was the leader, and that's why I read this verse. I talked about it last time. I didn't really point it out too much, but in verse chapter 10, verse 2 there, you see that it says the first, Simon. That word first, again, I said it last week, it's protos. It's not first in a list. It's, it's the head. And so Peter was without doubt the leader of this group. Now, I've said it before, and I'll probably say it again. I don't think I would have chose Peter. That's just me. But the Lord made the right choice. <laughs> I would have made the wrong choice. Um, the Lord made the right choice. But yeah, here, let me read this again. I read this at the end of last week, but I think I, I had to read it really fast because we were out of time. But, but listen to this. 
Simon's Peter's, Simon Peter's name is mentioned in the Gospels more than any name um, except the Lord Jesus. And here's what one guy says about him. No one speaks as much as Peter, and no one is spoken to by the Lord more than Peter. No disciple so frequently rebuked the Lord as Peter, and no disciple... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. <laughs> no disciple is so frequently rebuked by the Lord as Peter, and no disciple ever rebuked the Lord except Peter. <laughs> no one confessed Christ more boldly than Peter, yet no other disciple so verbally denied Christ as much as Peter, or as publicly as Peter did that time. No one is praised and blessed by Christ out of this group the way Peter was, yet Peter was the only one Christ called Satan. <laughs> the Lord had harsher things to say to Peter than anyone else. Why do you think that is? Maybe so. Yeah, yeah, both of these and, and maybe others. The Lord, and, and I'm, we're going to talk about it just a little bit, but there were certain innate qualities in Peter that are needed in a good leader. But those things have to be shaped. And Peter had some of these qualities. But like we've said before, sometimes it's like a bull in a china shop. The Lord had to mold these qualities. And so I think that's a lot of times why the Lord is so harsh to Peter. Um, I don't think Peter would have got a subtle hint. <laughs> he wasn't a subtle type of guy. Um, but all this that we've mentioned made Peter the, the leader that he was. You know, some people ask, um, is a leader born or made? Which one is it? Both. Both. And it was that way in Peter's, in Peter's life. He is born with certain innate qualities, but God had to mold and make that and make him into what he needed to be. Um, he knew what was coming for Peter. And we'll get to... We'll get to some of it. We don't know a lot of it. We're told a little bit past Pentecost, and then that's about it. And there's legend, things like that. Some of that stuff's not, you can't put a lot of trust in that stuff. Um, but, but some of it may be true, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so there's some, there's some qualities that a leader has to have. What, what do you think one quality might be? Backbone. Okay, need, need to have courage. They need to be able to motivate. Okay, not just motivate, but encourage. Yeah, I ain't going to work long for somebody that all they, all they do is just slam you all the time. Um, I heard somebody once said um, that when you criticize somebody, especially somebody that works for you, you need to book in that with uh, some type of praise. <laughs> Even if you're getting on to them. Hey, I'm so glad you're on our team. Uh, we're really glad to have you. I got a little problem, you know. But I know you're gonna do. I know you're gonna take this, and you're gonna you're gonna do better. That's all you gotta do. A lot better than telling them how sorry they are and just leaving it at that. 
Although I'm thinking maybe, I don't know, Peter might have, <laughs> that's the only thing Peter might have took. That's the only thing he might have understood. Um, when I think about Peter, I think about all the times that he, not, not necessarily spoke out, but I, that is one, but he, he asked, he asked a lot of questions. And a lot of times, you know, somebody that's meant to lead is not going to just be satisfied with what they don't know necessarily. They're going to want to learn things. They're going to want to, you know, grow and figure things out. Um, Well, and I can tell you in technology, you constantly have to learn because it's constantly changing. You're going to be left behind real fast. So let's look at a couple of times Peter, Peter asked questions. Matthew chapter 15. You should be in Matthew 10. Turn over to Matthew 15. My brother Tom Gillum says, if you have a Bible, and if you don't, bring it next time. <laughs> Matthew 15. This is right after, um, well, it's right after Jesus heals many. Uh, in a place called Genesaret. And if you look in Matthew 15, verse 1 says, Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, uh-oh. And they asked these questions. And Jesus answers them. Look, they say in verse 2, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Look at what Christ says in verse 3. Why do ye also transgress? <laughs> and then in verse 7, ye hypocrites. <laughs> and he called the multitude unto them, unto them in verse 10. And said, hear and understand. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man. But that which cometh out of the mouth. This defileth a man. Then came his disciples and said unto him. Do you not know you just offended those guys? <laughs> I think he knew. I don't think he cared. Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after that they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. If the blind lead the blind, both shall go into the ditch. Now look, he had just said, and we're talking about verse 11 here. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth. This defileth a man. Those Pharisees and scribes were upset that these disciples were not washing their hands before they ate. And it was a law thing with them. And so they were upset about what they were putting in their body with dirty hands. And Jesus said, 
Again, verse 11, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth the man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth the man. Look at verse 15. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. Now none of the other disciples asked what it meant. Sometimes when you don't know what something means, you need to ask. (laughs) Why do you think Peter was yeah, why do you think Peter was the one to ask this? Besides him being the loudmouth. Any idea? This is just conjecture. You think he really wanted to know? Why? Maybe. That's a good that's a good point. So that he could kind of cascade the information. Why? That's true. <laughs> Jesus is talking about things that are coming out of your mouth. And I think Peter's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I better figure this out because I run my mouth a lot. Not me, but Peter. Declaring unto us this peril. And, of course, Jesus goes and he declares unto that. And let's just read it. Jesus said, are ye also yet without understanding? Do not yet ye understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the draught? But those things which proceedeth out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Is it Jeremiah that says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked? Who can know it? And I think about this, I guess, because, you know, my children, not, not my daughter, but my son is getting to the age where he's, you know, wanting to date a little bit or interested in girls. Um, it's going to be another 20 years before Ava Grace starts getting that way. But um, that's all our world tells, tells our young people. Follow your heart. Do not tell your kids to follow your follow their heart. It's deceitful and wicked. You have to lead your heart. So Peter, Peter wanted to know. I thought it was interesting. Now look at Matthew chapter eighteen, a few pages over. And we just talked about. I think it was an uh oh moment for Peter. <laughs> The Lord's talking about things you say. I better figure out what he's saying here. Coming out of the mouth to follow the man, I better know what he's talking about. Look at verse 21. Then came Peter unto him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Why do you think Peter was the one that asked that question? <laughs> Jonathan says it sounded like he had a bone to pick with somebody I think he did yeah seven times man I think and, and, and I've heard you know a couple of messages preached on this same thing but I heard one guy say he said somebody had done offended Peter and he had done forgiven him six times 
<laughs> and when he asked the Lord that question, how often shall my brother offend me and I forgive him? He's saying to himself, say seven, say seven, say seven. <laughs> One more time. And he's cold cocking somebody. But of course, look at what Jesus says. I don't think it's what Peter wanted to hear. I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. You know what some of the other Bible translations say right there? Can you might guess? 490. They do. Was Jesus saying only forgive somebody 490 times? No. He was saying you forgive them like, like I and my Father which is in heaven have forgiven you. It's unlimited. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Piece by piece. Molding him piece by piece. But now you ain't never had none of your guys upset you, right? I mean, you ain't never had to forgive nobody. That's right. He's molding him and making him into a leader. Molding him and making him. Piece by piece. Chipping at a time. Boom. I mean, I'm glad he didn't say 490. I know he's forgiving me more now. <laughs> and we can get into how many times. I'm not even going to get into that. But So that's some questions Peter's asked. One more. John chapter 21. The account's not in Matthew, or I would have let you turn there because it's closer. John chapter 21. Now here we are at the end of the gospel of John, the fourth gospel. And all this has come to pass, and you know it all. Peter made his great denial before the cock crowed. Jesus looked at him. I think we're going to read that in a minute. I'm giving it away. Um, He goes fishing. The other disciples go with him. They followed him. Then Christ appears on the shore, and here he comes. And he had just had his his, uh, interaction with him where the Lord asked him three times, Do you love me? Peter, do you love me? 
Simon, do you love me? You know I love you. Do you love me? You know I love you. Do you love me? <laughs> Lord, you know I love you. And then, look in verse 20. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, who is that? John. Now, when we get to talking about John, there is debate about that. Not in my mind, but some people debate about it. But that's John, same the disciple who Jesus loved, following, which also leaned on his breast at supper. That's John. And said, now this is Peter, looking at John and asking the Lord. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. No, no. This is what John said at supper. Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? <laughs> the Lord is trying to teach Peter a lesson here, and Peter's worried about what John's going to do. And Jesus said, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is it to thee? Follow thou me. Focus on me. This was a, a, a little bit later in our study. I'm going to go through a couple of wow moments in Peter's life. And then this was one. And there are a couple. But Peter, Peter asked a lot of questions. Um, and sometimes I think he told, told off on himself when he, when he asked these questions. Now, another thing, I think Miss Peggy at some point, I don't even know what I asked, but we were talking about Peter. Maybe what do you know about Peter? What do you think about Peter? And you had said bold, boldness. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but I think a, tr a good leader has to be bold. That's kind of what Brother Troy was talking about when he said a backbone. Um, they need to have initiative. Uh, when you think about Peter, Peter, he not only, in asking questions, he not only asks questions, but most of the time he's usually the first to answer questions. You see in the, in, the, in the Gospels over and over, just go look it up. And Peter answered, and Peter answered, and Peter answered, and Peter answered, and Peter answered. That's why we say he's a disciple with a foot-shaped mouth. He answered questions that weren't even asked. And a lot of times got in trouble for it. But one man said about Peter and his initiative, Peter often charged right in where angels feared to tread. <laughs> he was bold. He was bold. Look in Matthew chapter 16. When Jesus, oh, I'm sorry, verse 13. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? That's a fa Jesus' favorite title for himself, Son of Man. Verse 14, And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. 
Some Elias and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Okay. He saith unto him, but whom say ye that I am? Who do you think is the first one going to answer? Peter. And he gets it right this time. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So he's asking whom do men say that I am? All these people. But who do you say that I am? The very first one. The leader, Peter, speaks up. These other guys had not said anything. I don't know that they had an opportunity. But Peter speaks and says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. You know, he hadn't told them that yet, plainly, when Peter made this confession. And he goes on and he blesses Peter. Now look in Luke chapter 22. They sure are reading a lot of Bible today. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> a lot of this is going to be reading about Peter in the Bible. Luke chapter 22. We're talking about his boldness or his initiative. And this is probably, some of you, this may be the account that you thought about when we talked about Peter being so bold. Luke chapter 22, verse 47. And while he yet spake, that's Jesus, behold a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were round when they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Who was it? It was Peter. How you know? We're told in another gospel that it was Peter. So here's the scene. All these guys are coming. Um, the disciples, whoever was here with him, saw it happening knew what was about to happen, and said, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And Peter did not wait for an answer. <laughs> he charged right in and tried to cut Malchus's head off and cut off his right ear. And Jesus had to reach down and fix it. But he had initiative. <laughs> but blind initiative can be bad. It's got to be molded and made into something meat for the master's use. I mean, what did Peter think he was going to do? I wish I'd have looked it up and I forgot. Do you, do you Mr. David or anybody else, I guess? Do you do you remember how many of the, how many Roman soldiers do we think were here? Do you remember? Do you ever know? It was four quaternions of soldiers. Four quaternions. <laughs> That's what another gospel says. 
I can't remember. I, I think I read there was about 600 soldiers here. What was Peter going to do? <laughs> We're not just talking about one guy coming. Can you imagine 600 Roman soldiers coming? And Peter charges in with a sword and tries to cut the guy's head off. No, it wasn't. But he had initiative. He was probably ready to die right there. I mean, what do you think? I mean, he wasn't thinking, but I mean, what do you think is going to happen with 600 soldiers? And you, you're, you start attacking them. And Jesus goes on, you know, and tells him, put the sword up. For if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. And I mean, you know, if Jesus hadn't done what he did and calmed the situation down, who knows what would have happened. But Peter had, Peter had initiative. But these things in and of themselves can be bad things. Um, also, a true leader... I mean, he leads. When you see these movies, Ray, when you see these movies, these great battles of olden time, <laughs> do you like it when all the, the footmen are charging and the king is sitting on the hill watching? Or do you like it when it's like William Wallace and he's the one leading the charge? <laughs> uh, William Wallace. You don't want a leader to be sitting back up here watching everybody else. You want a leader to lead. And Peter led. Look in Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into his ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the, I wish it would have, don't you wish it would have ended there? <laughs> but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Peter led. Well, we've said it before, probably the very first time we were talking about Peter. This is what a lot of people think. This is what I think of when I think of Peter. But a lot of time I think of him sinking. But the fact is, is that he walked on water. The other disciples did not. They were still in the boat. Peter was willing to get out and go to Jesus. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. He could have walked all the way to shore. 
<laughs> That's right. He could have walked all the way to the shore. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think of Peter because it's a lot, but to me it just comes in Mm-hmm. Yep. And he does both of those in John twenty one. We read it a while ago. Yeah. Feed my sheep and follow me. Uh real quick, look at John chapter eighteen and we'll be done. John chapter 18, verse 12. We're talking about Peter leading. I'm not saying he's perfect. (laughs) And these cases don't end up well for him. But he stepped out there. Verse 12, then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Huh. Didn't even know what he was saying. And Simon Peter followed Jesus. And so did another disciple. That disciple was known under the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. And we know what happens. This is right before he denies the Lord. Three times. Goes out and weeps bitterly. But the fact is, that that was a massive failure. No matter how you look at it, that was a massive failure in Peter's life. But it was the, it was, it was the type of failure that could only happen to a bold, true leader. The others weren't even there. Peter was there. Yeah, well, and John, look at what it says, and that's John, by the way, that we read about there. Look at what it says about John. He, he wasn't afraid. He knew the high priest. We'll talk about that when we talk about John. His family had some ties to the high priest, so he wasn't worried about it. But Peter now, he didn't have those ties. He really stepped out there. But he went there with Jesus. Now, he ended up denying him, but he was there. He was there. He was close enough for Jesus to see him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like what we it's just like this. I don't get it. You're gonna take on six hundred Roman soldiers, but a little damsel asked you if you know Jesus and you say no. But the Lord has been arrested and beaten. Yeah. Not scourged yet, but he was, he, they, they slapped him and hit him, spit on him. It's real now. It's real. So, true leader. He had some qualities, but those qualities had to be molded and made by the Lord.
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. And that's an amazing saying in itself, talking about Laodicea. He said, I'd rather you be cold than lukewarm. So are you hot or cold? <laughs> that don't mean you go running right in. He can work with that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So talking about the Lord, taking Peter's qualities that he was born with and molding and making those into what he's going to need to be the leader of the 12, especially after Jesus is gone. He's going to be gone very shortly from what we just read. Very shortly. All right. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I agree. Yep. Ma'am, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the first part. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter's a reflection of us, or we're a reflection of Peter, however you want to look at it. And we talk about our kids, you know, a lot of times we need to raise our kids to be leaders and, and to step out there. Now, sometimes that's scary. And sometimes we muzzle those qualities that we just talked about in Peter. I know, you know, a lot of times, I know I've said to my kids at least once, stop asking so many questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're watching us. They're watching us. Oh, all right. Let's dismiss. Brother Troy, you want to dismiss us?